always got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. We do a lot of obscure podcasts, but sometimes we're forced to talk about more recent things. Right? Because we are a Disney podcast, and therefore we have to talk about what Disney's up to. We have talked about having like a special Saturday edition of just Disney news, rumors, and lies, right? Of like just like con like weekly content, you know? Yeah, but that would require us to be much more informed than we are. And working on Saturdays. What's that? No. <laughs> wow, we sound spoiled, don't I know, we? Right? I work Saturdays, just so you know. <laughs> uh, and there's been a lot going on with Disney lately. Um, as lots of Disney fans are fully aware. Right. Um, a few weeks back, we did a podcast about Disney reopening. Yeah, they hope to be opening soon, right? We had some dates. We had some uh, some rules that they were implementing, some guidelines, that kind of thing. And the rules stay in effect for all the parks all over the place, Bush yeah. Gardens and and Universal and all the other parks. Yeah. Those are all staying in place, basically. Sure. But uh, Disneyland was planning on reopening on their 65th anniversary. What? Right? How poetic would that have been? It would have been awesome. They have now put a hold on that. Yeah, they have. Right. They don't have an official date now, do they? I know. Yeah. No, there's nothing official as of the recording of this podcast. They're right. just saying... Basically, I think on that one, they're saying that they're waiting for California to give them the go ahead before right. reopening. And hopefully, may, I mean, there's, it seems unlikely now that they're going to hit the, what was it, July 17th was mm. the 65th anniversary of the opening of the park. Um, so it seems unlikely they're going to be able to hit that date now. Right. And it, I think it does. Uh, it is important to say that California is the one, the state of California said no. Yeah, and that is why, I mean, I don't know if they've officially said no or if they've bluntly said no, but Disney said that they're waiting for California to say yes. Right. <laughs> so. so you don't want to make you don't want to make any plans for reopening and then be like a week out and still not have your okay to right. go ahead and open. So I think it's fair for them to say, you know, let's hold off. Um, I know that the process of trying to get tickets for the last week has been absolute madness, uh, as is everything with Disney fans. Why do we even at Disney world for us? Yeah. Yeah. Disney fans. We are, we are ravenous for Disney things all the time. Uh, so much so that we crash sites. We, we, uh, clog up phone lines we do everything humanly possible trying to get in the parks before each other get on rides before each other get off said rides before each other you know like we're so aggressive with it uh that a lot of people this past week while trying to get reservations to florida were met with a lot of issues 
Uh, you can know that you know that's true. Well, and and I know I don't mean to have fallen into that category, but I always do. When we're at the parks, I'm always the first off the ride and first like trying to get out of the line. I just think I'm doing it to be respectful, by the way. To oh. answer your question. It wasn't a question, there, but all right. But because there are uh kids behind me and there's elderly behind me and whatnot, so I try to get to get out of the way so I don't bog down the path for them. Sure. And so that is why I try to hurry. But um I try to hurry because um People, people who are in parks tend to move at a very leisurely pace, and I don't move at the same leisurely pace. So nothing drives me more crazy than being behind a line of people walking way too slow in in my estimation of things, right? I don't know. The end of the fourth day, I'm pretty slow. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame people for moving slow. The parks are hot and busy, for sure. But... Um, you know, there are people that take their time and there are times that I am not fond of taking my time. It is know? pretty funny when we uh, drive in and then zip into the parks and we're coming in for like the last half of the day and you see all of the chaos that's been building all day long and we're all fresh and ready to go. Right. And then three days later when we're nearing the end of our trip, how we're now in that category of people. Yeah, it is pretty fun. Just ragged and sunburnt and tired <laughs> but i know that wasn't really your question at all it was all about the opening of the park but. it was <laughs> uh no I, i'm just saying like i think disney also saw the pandemonium that was involved with trying to get people into the florida parks mm-hmm. and um i think they have some work to do to make that work out a little bit better before disneyland reopens because it's such a smaller I almost think they should have waited to open Disneyland first and done it on a much smaller scale versus the Florida because Florida has all those hotels of all those reservations that were canceled, all those annual passes. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's such a mammoth undertaking to try to reopen slowly. Yeah. Uh, People do not want it to reopen slowly. They want want to go mm -hmm. back, you know, it is true. And if we had a specific plan in mind, we would want that plan to be like if you were planning on a specific hotel, right. dates and different things, you would want to do your best. So we're late. We're, we're, I mean, obviously, we're still waiting for everybody else to kind of clear out first and see kind of how it's going. I am surprised overall, though, that Universal has opened pretty much without too many difficulties. It doesn't look like. Sure. I'm surprised that Disney let them go first, it, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, let's be fair. Universal isn't quite the same as Disney World. Um, Oh, no. Disney World is a behemoth of a park system. And while Universal is is very large and has lots of things, it is not a Disney park. Um, For some reason, people do not hold Universal to the same standard as Disney. For some reason, anytime Disney does anything wrong... They're like, you're ruining the magic. So, you know, like there's something that we we say about Disney. It's true. That is so like we have such strict guidelines as to what is quote unquote Disney and what is not. Right. That it's a near impossible thing to keep up with. Yeah. Um, and not that Universal isn't a great park. We've enjoyed all of our time. Well, there. they've never claimed to claim to be magical. No. You know, they just say, come here and ride the movies. And you're like, all right, <laughs> I'll go ride a movie. Magic is a magic and tomorrow. Two things that are impossible to keep up with. Right. Exactly. Enjoy. <laughs> um, so if you were excited of getting back into the parks in California uh, on their 65th anniversary, you're probably going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. Depending on what the state of California decides. It'd be fun if they could figure out a way to do like a special something on the 65th 
if they uh, maybe like open it up to specific cast members or to specific family members or something, you know, mm. or to the Disney family or something. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun. It'd be fun to see. Yeah, if- I, I think um, I think the fans would be pretty angry if they open for the 65th for a very limited number of people. Right, for like Katy Perry only. Right. I think people <laughs> would be very angry about that. Um, and, you know, yeah. they, they have to do what they have to do. But uh, I think it might be better to wait until a time in which they can get more people in to kind of satisfy this craving that apparently everyone in the world seems to have about getting back into the parks, you know? Uh, And it is summertime when most people are excited to go and be in the parks and things. So it's a, it's going to be an interesting situation to see what happens when they reopen. You know what they could be doing though while it's closed. What is that? They could be working on the revamping of Splash Mountain. Oh my goodness. More big news. Right? Yeah, tell us all about this big news. Uh it has been circling around in the Disney community for quite a while. Um the the property on which Splash Mountain is based uh is Song of the South, which we have watched and we reviewed on this podcast. Um and Many people find the Song of the South problematic. Yeah. Uh, they find the the concepts problematic. Um, and while the, the ride Splash Mountain is only based on certain parts of Song of the South, people have been um, asking if it was appropriate for quite a while. Right. Uh, and... A few weeks ago, I heard some murmurs about a possible uh, renovation on Splash Mountain. Um, And I didn't think much of it at the time. Uh, And then all of a sudden this week, they decided to let us know that uh, the rumors are true. Yeah. Uh, They are going to uh, renovate Splash Mountain, take out the Song of the South, uh, Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear, and put in a Tiana or Princess and the Frog themed overlay, basically. Yeah. Not overlay. Completely renovate it to be a Princess and the Frog ride. So awesome. Yeah. Like, I am incredibly happy about this. Yeah. She she totally deserves her own ride for sure, right? Like for sure. I wanted to be the Tiana ride. <laughs> And you've talked a lot about uh, how much fun it's going to be to have the revamped version of it. And I think that it's really nice. It will fit in nicely with the theme that the ride has already been for so long. You know, mm-hmm. that it, will, it, it already feels like it feel, it fits with inside that same world. Yeah. Um, so it's not even going to be that drastic of a difference on the ride. But then it's a completely different story right. behind it. I mean, it really fits in in Disneyland because it's near New Orleans Square. It's yeah. near the Haunted Mansion. So true. So it all really kind of works, especially at Disneyland. Disney World, uh, there have been some suggestions that the theming is going to be a little off because it's not quite the same around yeah, their Splash kinda, Mountain. I guess that is true. Um, but the the concept art Maybe is, we'll get a whole New Orleans square right there. Ooh, oh, could you even imagine? I'll get me some man-catching beignets, I finally. I do feel like that Magic Kingdom, that part, that court, that portion of the park in the back over there. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that I don't necessarily. I'm not necessarily attracted to it in the same way that I it's am. It's the at dead endness of it all. Yeah, I really dislike dead ends in parks uh, because it really breaks up the flow, and then you are forced to have two 
two different groups going in and out of the same location. Yeah. Whereas if it go if it's a full loop, then you walk there and you go, oh, this is not what I want to be. You can keep going. Right. You know what I mean? I do love that. Yeah. I do love that idea that there shouldn't be any dead ends in. Yeah, dead ends. I, I think guess are there a is bad one thing. at Disney, right past uh, at Disneyland already, right past that down where you're into like Pooh's Corner or whatever that is, right with all of his those rides and things, you know. Yeah. Um. So I guess they have it too. But there, I mean, anyway, yeah, I think it'd be fun to add that to magic kingdom for, for sure. sure i i love new orleans square yeah it's one of my favorite parts actually uh of disneyland because you have all the fun shops and the wrought iron and all that pretty stuff back there so I like it a true lot. it is so pretty uh the art for the new ride is of course beautiful disney art is always pretty oh i should look it up i haven't seen it yet um they have the mountain still with the drop obviously but at the top instead of just a tree they have uh, the ship in the tree that Mama Odie lives in. Oh, fun. Uh, there's, of course, tons of fireflies and a Mardi Gras kind of feel to it. Oh, that's going to be fun. Um, there are so many scenes in Princess and the Frog that I think will translate very beautifully to an attraction. Uh, I think I've mentioned it a few times, but uh, you do have a full-on Mardi Gras parade in the movie, which would be fun to have references to in there. Um, of course, you have Ray and his love of stars. So inevitably, there's going to be some sort of star field yeah. or star animation kind of stuff. You created a whole patch around the Mardi Gras parade. I did. <laughs> yeah, the LaBeouf uh, Mardi Gras party, the masquerade party. Um, then in Mama Odie's tree, she has a bunch of glass bottles of different color that the, sh- the sun shines through. Oh, right. Which could be a gorgeous. And I love that character so much. Mama Odie's hilarious. Um, so you could have an amazing section with that. And then, of course, at the end, they have the riverboat already. So I assume that like Tiana, Naveen, and Lewis will probably all be on that giant paddle boat. You oh, know? and they might even put Oprah in there her mama <laughs> yeah that would be funny they're not it, it wouldn't happen but it would be fun uh and then there's gorgeous music through the whole movie i mean it's such a, a well orchestrated film and Very as true. the last hand animated film i think it deserves a place in the parks 100 that's sad when you put it that way uh <laughs> and it, again at disneyland specifically with the mark twain boat right in front of it Oh, yeah. so good because so, they do play music from princess and the frog on the mark twain so. super exciting yeah i'm very i i think it's gonna fit in perfectly over there hopefully they figure out a great way to make it fit into um magic kingdom as well right by revamping that whole side of the park right because <laughs> it's right next to like thunder mountain and stuff there it too. is it's more of an a desert kind of location in magic kingdom yeah like a wild west type of thing so um it's not impossible to make fit in. I think Disney people are an expert at this kind of stuff. Um, there are numerous places throughout the parks where they'll even plant trees or paint one side of something a different color to make it fit in with the eye line on the other side. Um, so I think it's 100% possible that they'll figure out whatever they need to to get this one to work. Now, do you think they're going to rename the ride? I think they probably will. It seems to make sense, but it's named after the movie Splash, which is not at all. It's right? not named after the movie Splash, no. Isn't that the right way they named it that? It's because Splash was coming out and they wanted a yeah, additional... Yeah, um, Michael Eisner wanted the word Splash in it, for sure. Because of the movie? Um, 
I would be interested if they keep the idea of calling it a mountain because I was working on a Splash Mountain rescue team patch. Oh, we better get that out quick. I know. I'm thinking I maybe should have pushed that one a little harder. Um, uh, so I don't know if they're going to keep it as a mountain. They might change it to just be, you know, uh, Tiana down on the bayou or, you know, who knows yeah. what they, you know, the bayou plunge or something like that. Who knows what they're going to call it. So we may be losing a Disney mountain in name hmm. only, which is interesting too. That is interesting. We Ooh, but I am excited that they're going to have the, probably have to have the shadow man in there somewhere. Yeah. And I assume he'll probably be on that final lift hill. That's always been a little bit creepy. Oh, that would make sense. That would be where I would put him. Personally. Even I even like him as a character for, for an evil type of a dude. Oh yeah. He's a fun character. And I think, uh, part of the reason that I'm excited about the, the revamping of it is that they have so much new technology that they can make these characters and these effects look so cool that I'm always excited to see the new characters. It is interesting to think about that. They were just leftover characters from, um, the America Sings Pavilion. Right. And that they just stole them all and moved them over there and put them in there. And right. but they still feel really new and modern to me. Yeah. Like I was really impressed with it the first time I went on the ride. Sure. And still am today. Yeah. I'm glad they're putting it in in Cal in Magic Kingdom because you won't ride the one in California because it's too cold. And I get, get so wet. wet. Like the one in I don't the the design of the log ride in California is such that you get sopping wet and it's not from the drop it's from the water coming in over the top onto your legs yeah so i get soaked from like the thighs down you're just sopping that's a good point it's not yeah it's not even like a splash it's more of like a bathtub yeah (laughs) and it it's it's um even on hot days i find it rather uncomfortable um but the one in florida gets you just it gets you the right amount of wet at the right times yeah versus the california one where if if your boat is just just too heavy you hit some places and the water goes out and you see it come back and go right over the sides of the boat and you just go oh you hear the whole boat go oh no you know it's the main reason i started carrying ziploc bags on me when i went on that ride because all it takes is one time for you to be sitting on that boat with your phone in your pocket and you yeah. feel the water come over your lap and you go, well, there goes my phone. And with me in the boat, it's always been too heavy. Oh. That's just <laughs> kind of the way it works. It's just, <laughs> well, if you have like, if you have a boat full of adults, it's yeah. too heavy. It's going to flood over onto your lap. So the one in Florida is double seated. Uh, and so you're spread out a bit more. The weight distribution's different. And when you do hit the bottom, you do get wet for sure. It's Splash Mountain. You're going to get wet, right? But it's not like, oh, crap, we're in the dark and we went down some random slide and now my lap is completely soaked down to my shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, it is sponsored by Ziploc, isn't it? It is now. I think they pass out Ziploc bags. They they haven't done it since we've been there. But uh, yeah, they've passed out Ziploc bags in the line um, but I've been in line numerous times with my Ziploc bags and people behind us go, Oh, bags. That's a good idea. That's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Ours double from the like 
the stuff that we bring with us in our carry-on bags or whatever, and right. then uh, becomes our Disney Protect Your Valuables bag. Yeah. So we don't normally get super wet on rides. Like I don't like um, the circular boat rides. Oh right, yeah. The rapids kind of rides. Uh-huh. Uh, I I am of such a stature that if I get wet in a park and it's even remotely cool or breezy, I'm gonna get yeah grumpy. Yeah, the only reason I don't like those rides is because you're staring straight into somebody, some stranger's face, like <laughs> as you're getting soaked. If they could keep it to, to the point that it's only just you and your friends on your boat, then I would go on that ride qu- five or six times more often than I normally do. Okay. But then the only time they only let you and your own group on is when it's too cold and the lines are like four minutes long. Or when your group's too big. Y- yeah. Like if you have a big enough group to fill it, the then whole you'll boat. fill it up. Uh huh. Maybe then now I'll with some it. social distancing, they might give you more space on the boat. Oh, though. can you even imagine? Thank goodness. We but found, the line is going to be so long. We found the one benefit. The one benefit. Yeah. Your own boat. But that end of the ride where I sure hope that they keep like the the white boat of Splash Mountain at the end with, with your geese that you love so much. Is I that love the are? gospel singing chickens. That's know. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I it it's I don't know what it is about their movement and their heads, but I just love the chickens at the end of Splash Mountain. Super fun. And I I don't see a reason why they couldn't keep quite a few of the animals. Honestly, yeah. Um, there aren't that many animals in Princess and the Frog, but there's enough that you could you could feasibly keep some animals in there and no one would care. Yeah, just add some kissing frogs. People would yeah. be happy. Yeah, that's um, what I'd say. So it's possible that. Uh, Disney might be working on that sometime soon. We, I don't think they gave it an ETA for when it might actually happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was just barely announced. So. Add it to the list, Disney. Yeah. Oh, we'll see how long it takes them to get around to that project. Yeah. Uh, but it is an exciting thing because, like I said, I love new rides. Yeah. I love new tech, and I love to see what they're doing. So, But it's like I always say... If the state says you can't open, you're going to have to wait a minute. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.